episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And today, I, Mark Lampson, am joined by former Sales with Aslan podcast host, P. Scott Cassidy. Welcome, Scott. So happy to be here on my former show. Very excited to uh, be a part of this. And today, we are going to tap in to his wealth mm. of sales knowledge mm -hmm. and get some advice okay. from 30 years of selling experience. But first, but first, I am going to pour something not frosty. No. It will be cold. I hope. And refreshing. Okay. All right. I have a bucket of ice. I, I see this. These are the special cubes. They're nice, large cubes. I'm putting them into my very coveted, special handmade glasses that my dad had for years and years from Orbis. That is an American widgeon. With specially chosen birds on them. I'll give you the story of the American widgeon later. Okay. Those are only for special occasions. All right. And uh, do not break it. Okay. And this is a special occasion, I guess. And this is, uh, because I had wrist surgery, I can't take that off, but... Right. Uh, there's just Blanton's. I'm going to pocket that. Uh, because and so, I, oh, well, no, it'll go bad. It'll go bad. <laughs> and, uh, and so to you, my friend. All right. Cheers. Cheers. And uh, enjoy. All right. Love Blanton's. And for those of you who are confused, no, mm. you haven't been drinking. We are in reverse roles, and today is a bittersweet episode, I think 120-ish. I, I think it might be 120. I have to look. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, Scott Cassidy's last episode as a employee yes. of Aslan Training. Right. Uh, he'll be on as a guest from time to mm -hmm. time, I'm sure. Happy um, to do that. But Scott is uh, moving on to a chief marketing officer role for an amazing energy company uh, down in the Dallas area. We're going to wish him well uh, and continue to do what he's been doing for us, which I'm appreciative of. Appreciative of. Mm -hmm. And uh, to start the transition, we're going to... Uh, Share some final words of wisdom. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to do that. I mean, now remember, add it up because we're trying to get 20 minutes here, so I don't know if you have that many words or not. <laughs> give it a oh, try. I could probably go on and on. Uh, back in my early days selling copiers in the Bronx and Harlem, so that um, do the math. That was not an easy way to make a living, but it's been a great a great career of selling, sales leadership, marketing for the last 12 to 15 years. But the podcast has been a blast, and I am going to miss this probably more than any part of my job um, because it's just been such a fun role for me for the last uh, 120 episodes or two years or you know when you so. say this do you mean the uh the the, the, the bird the glasses or uh or do you mean the, the podcast the podcast okay. but the drinking's good too mm. but yeah so i mean gosh what a open-ended question um what have i learned over the last 31 years you know a lot of things that i think i did you know, fairly well over the years, um, even before I learned what it meant uh, in the Aslan vernacular, where I tried to put um, a different mindset on when I would go into a client. You know, I, I tried to look at things uh, less from my perspective as a, you know, a commission breathing, you know, uh, dragon to what am I trying to help this customer do, even with copiers? You know, I mean, even when selling copiers. Now, was I successful at that all the time? Pro probably not. But I think, the, you know, one of the big things I've learned over the last three years here, at, and it's been almost three years, by the way, yeah. um, uh, is, is really that shift in mindset. Uh, we use the term other-centered here all the time, but, that, that, but taking that, that customer-centric approach, which is 
a lot of people say it, but I'm talking about not faking. I'm talking about meaning that uh, and really and really um, shifting the mindset. I talk to Tom about this all the time on the show. And he says, even still, 26 years into his career at Aslan as a founder, he has to make that shift every time he gets on the phone with somebody. Well, and that's the question. I mean, everyone says no one's going to disagree that you should put the customer first. Right. But but why? What does that really mean? Yeah. And, and and why is it so hard? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I think it's hard because we default to our own self-interests and we feel pressure on ourselves to, to sell something because that's how we make money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to turn that that true north around and say, you know, I bet if I focus on the customer's needs first, the commission will come. It's hard to put that faith in it. All right. There's a difference between faith and trust. And faith is something more blind. You have faith in God. You have faith in things you can't see. And in this case, you may not see what what could happen mm-hmm. until you try it. But the last three years in particular, watching what we teach change lives in the customers we serve has been an amazing uh, epiphany for me. I mean, like I said, I feel like I did a lot of these things in my career before. But watching it from this side of the aisle where I'm actually teaching it and marketing it and selling it, um, it's it couldn't be more true. And it's been an amazing, amazing journey. So I think the first thing I would say is just that mindset shift, if that makes sense. Well, I've heard people say uh, motive is transparent. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, is true. Mm-hmm. And and so you can't fake it. You can't. You, you have to somehow have a discussion before you pick up the phone or in the parking lot or ideally that morning when you're working out or something that says, I care about making this sale, but I care first about the other person, people I'm talking to, what's really going on, what's happened in their world, what they're really up against, internalize that and really take my experience and advice and help them. And if that results in a sale, awesome. And if it doesn't, it'll at least result in a really good trusting relationship that comes back to a sale or a referral or something else. Yeah, I believe that. Well, and you know what else I've learned, you know, interestingly, is is the art of teamwork uh, when you shift your mindset away from yourself to another person. And um, one of my clients that I've served for the last three years here was a former employer of mine. And um, I watched an entire service organization change because we went in and we said, look, I mean, if you just go a little bit, the extra mile above your job description, yeah, your job description says you do, you know, these three steps. But if you do a couple more steps after those three steps are done, just to make it a little easier on the guy that's going to get that order next, it makes everybody better teammates and it makes everybody, yeah. uh, it makes a better place to work for everyone. And so I watched that happen. Um, and, you know, it was funny because, you know, when you're teaching it, you're just hoping and, and praying that the people in the room are, are, are seeing it for what it is, that it's not just candy. I mean, this is real. And if you do this, it'll work. Uh, and then watching it happen and getting the calls and saying yeah. this really has improved our teamwork has been amazing. Yeah. Cool. So that's all about, you know, the mindset shift. Good advice. Mindset, customers first. We mm-hmm. would call that priority. The Aslan language lingo, you could focus on making the customer the priority. But yeah, yeah, valid advice. Anything else? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, one of the one of the, the terms that, you know, I know Tom talks about in the book um, a lot uh, the book's unreceptive. It's going to be available on October 12th. Um, it is going to be available now, according to HarperCollins Leadership, November 9th. No, November 9th. The world is backordered, even paper. We have a shortage of paper, paper, and ink. <laughs> there's, there's not enough of it. All right, but you can order it now. So go to the website and order Please. it now. Go to Amazon. 
But but uh, in Unreceptive, we talk about, and in all of our programs, and you guys have heard me say this, but this drop the rope philosophy, which is really taking the pressure out of the relationship by, um, you know, let me see if I can um, give an example. Today, I was closing on a house, right? There was constant negotiation up until the very last minute with, with the buyer and the seller. And at one point, I just decided this is no longer worth, you know, fighting about, dissolving a potential relationship or a, or a previous relationship. Drop the rope, which simply means if you're in a tug of war, right, and we're both pulling, if I'm pulling, you're going to pull. Why? Because we're competitive individuals and that's what happens. If someone pressures you to do something, you're going to do the opposite, right? You're not the boss of me, right? No, this, no. Goes, <laughs> this goes back to when you're two, three years old. Yeah. You're not the boss of me. You don't want to be told what to do. So it's the freedom to choose aspect. And that, that was a huge takeaway from, um, you know, really spending time with the content over the last three years and really um, watching it work, you know, in a sales cycle, in a training cycle. You, I mean, there are people in, in some of our training sometimes that are just staring at you going, this is just BS. You, yeah. you can't tell me what to do. Of course not. It's totally up to you, student, to try this stuff. If you don't want to try it, it's totally your choice. But if you try it, we believe you're going to see success. You're yeah. going to have results. Yeah, it's it's the key to having influence is about people being being willing to hear what you're saying. And, and you know, people talk about tension, tension in a sale, yeah. tension over the problem I'm having. I'm a business, you know, I'm a business leader. I have a problem. That's tension. And we're resolving that tension in selling to them. But tension in the relationship is bad because nothing's getting right. Nothing's getting heard. Everything's getting said and nothing's getting heard. Uh, the epitome of influence is, you know, with your kids. So I'm talking about my kids. Mm -hmm. have, yeah. uh, Lee is going to be 18 years old when this podcast launches. And uh, along the way. Uh, there's been times where his hormones as a teenager were maybe <laughs> out of balance and his desire to listen to someone whose motive is pure, yeah. his dad, yeah. wants to help, but he's not listening to his advice because he feels like he's being forced to do something and he wants to make his own decisions. And that's a balance of how you say, I can't, I would just say, I, I can't make these decisions for you. You're going to be out, you're going to be doing things and you're going to have to decide on your own. I, I just want to inform you. And is that okay? Would yeah. you be open to it? Would you be open is is the ultimate drop the rope or pressure drop. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think beyond what we're talking about here in a selling career or a sales leadership career, which it works immaculate, take that into your personal life and try it with your significant, significant other. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you that my wife, Allison has used those words directly back to me. I'm going to drop the rope on this one because I just, she, I mean, and, and I know that's not the intent. You're not supposed to actually come out and say drop the rope. But she actually does because it's sort of an inside joke. Yeah. But it's like in this particular case, the other day we were discussing which car we should take on a trip. And I said, well, that one's unreliable. And that one, yes, it's on a lease, but it is reliable. You know, gave some logic and she did say, I'm going to drop the rope on this. And so, you know, we our fights are are simply almost non-existent now because we both have that that desire to to not put pressure on one another. Well, the, the pressure comes in, you know, setting a meeting or you know, this is the next step or what the customer has to do, or you have to renew your contract. It, mm. When these things come out, they, they feel pressure to do something. But when we say, again, it's a mindset thing. It starts with saying they have options. And as a seller, if I can say to myself, 
some of those options are good and, and some of them may be better than option of working with me, mm -hmm. then just once we recognize that, then it just makes it all easier. Drop the rope is not quit and walk away. Hey, whatever you want to do, just right. let me know. Hey, here's a proposal. Get back to me when you can. It's But it's just removing that initial resistance or that initial tug of war because it's real. Pressure is real. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, if, if you got time for one, one other one, I was thinking, and it kind of goes along with Are you dropping the rope. If I have time, if you have time, you have, have freedom time. to choose. Do you have time? I have time. Right. I'm going to go back though. Uh, did Allison pay a licensing fee for the, for learning drop the rope? Uh, not, not to the company. Okay. <laughs> she, she, uh, she loves her husband. I mean, Nicole, does that count for something? Nicole, you the last for, uh, we'll give her a 50% off. Perfect. Um, the, the last, not last, but another thing that comes to my mind is the thought of, um, I mean, we've all, many of us have heard of Covey's Seven Habits, right? Mm -hmm. You, Some of us read them, gosh, 30 years ago. Yep. Um, and the idea of seek first to understand, then to be understood. You know, listen first. There's a piece of that that I think gets lost sometimes. And, I, and I'd like to just pull that forward because this is something I take away from my three years with Aslan. And that's validating the other person's point of view is probably more important than delivering your point of view. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's that validation that kind of leads to that rope drop in some ways, because now they're like, oh, wow, you you totally understand what I said. When you can repeat somebody's complaint, you know, uh, their their objection, their reason they don't want to buy. When you can validate that back to them, you've shown two things. You've shown that you listened and that you understood. And if you do that, your your ability to influence them goes up exponentially. So I think this this thought of uh, validating your fellow communication, you know, whoever you're talking to, validate their point of view before you, you know, try to expose your point of view, you'll have much more success. Well, a lot of times our points of view, perspectives, our opinions, our belief about the best solution is different. Yeah. In sell, I mean, that's what selling is. I mean, we're, we're influencing. I mean, it's not order taking. I'm going to buy something. Yes, here's my order. That's order taking. And that's fine. Um, but typically we're, we're asked to, to change someone's opinion. I mean, uh, I like to fish. And yeah. so in fishing, there's lots of opinions. Yeah. Where to fish, what to fish, yes. how to fish. And I would, uh, I would submit why, why do we fish? Yeah, but you, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fisherman, but it's fish. <laughs> okay. To feed the vegan, to feed the vegan, to feed the pescatarian. The pescatarian. I do eat fish, but I don't enjoy catching them for some reason. Uh, well, that's because you get seasick <laughs> at the dock. <laughs> Is this boat moving a lot? We're at the dock. I, I, I understand. But uh, <laughs> when, when it is about being able to validate their perspective. So you try to tell someone, here's where you should go. Here's what you should do. They're listening, but they're not listening. And they're going to go do whatever they want. And then they come back and they say, let me guess what happened. You know, you fished too deep. You had the bird's nest. And this is what happened. And you're lying. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Now you understand what happened to me. Now I'm, now I'm asking in my mind, what do you think? Yeah. And this is not really the right way to position this, but I think of it this way. When you can articulate someone's problem to mm -hmm. them, they're hungry for your answer, your solution. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes we know what that is. This is where it's effective in prospecting. We reach out, we say, this is what I see. We start, we say, start with their point of view. We've never talked to these people. This is what's interesting. We're taught in sales. You have to like find their needs and give them a solution. But sometimes 
you 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 don't know what those are because people aren't going to talk to you. Sales is tough. People don't want to talk to you unless they think you can help them. Yeah. But you don't know how to help them unless they talk to you. Exactly. And so too, yeah. sometimes we have to kind of guess and say, people in your role, this is what yes. I see. These are the problems. And if we connect with that point of view, they say, yeah, you kind of get my world. And now I'm like, okay, you've probably seen this before. And so maybe just maybe I'm yeah. interested in your perspective. I think if you can expose your pedigree in a way that doesn't sound um, canned, because I think scripts never work, right? But um, if you can expose your pedigree, in other words, you know, something to the effect of Mr. Customer, like I, I realize that you make this decision once a year, once yeah. in 10 years, yeah. once in a lifetime, you know, that that's that's a tough position for you to be in. I actually do this every day. Like I help clients like you every day. And usually clients like yourself exhibit, you know, these three things or have these three challenges that they're trying to, to solve. And we can help solve some of those. And if we can't, there's lots of people that can. But if I can just take a few minutes to expose what those challenges that you're having are, maybe there's something we can do, or maybe you just have some more information that you can go solve the problem a different way. That That is a very different conversation than you need to buy my stuff and you need to buy it now because yeah. I need a commission check. Yeah. 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 We're taught to be, we're taught to be confident mm -hmm. as sellers, but early in the, like, there's points where that's a, that's arrogance. You know, right. it's like, yeah. we're not ready to be confident. And what you just did was everything. It's, it's, you, you were focused on the customer priority. We'll use that word. Yeah. You said, if you want to, what are you willing to, that's just getting all the pressure out of it. Yeah. And then you're, 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 you're getting their point of view. And, and that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's good advice. I probably could have sold a lot more copiers in the Bronx and Harlem with this approach. Well, you should have hired us. <laughs> yeah, you no, that was 92. That was 90, 1990. Aslan yeah. started training in 96. Yeah. I think it was, I think Aslan, I think Tom and Tab were training their company before 96, yeah. but not yeah. as Aslan outside of their company. Yeah. Oh, good. That's yeah. good advice. Any other, any other parting words of wisdom? Any yeah, other I mean, final thoughts? I would be remiss if I didn't thank um, all of the Aslan team for the great opportunity I've had for the last three years. I mean, the two founders, Tab and Tom, have become not only, you know, um, our owners and our founders and, and uh, you know, key, key uh, components of the company, but friends. And uh, it's been an awesome, awesome three years. Hopefully I've left a little bit of, you know, legacy in, in the marketing department with the podcast. Uh, certainly was excited to cross a hundred podcasts and now 120 is an awesome round number to leave on. Um, if that's the number we're on. Is that a round <laughs> number? One round? Kind of square that's on it. one end and it's round on the other. <laughs> It's an even number. Can we go with even? Okay, let's okay. go even. Let's go even. Uh, but it's been a blast. I'd love to come back um, from time to time if it's appropriate. And um, certainly follow me on LinkedIn. I guess this is the first official announcement of me leaving because uh, I haven't put anything on LinkedIn yet. So that'll that'll follow. You'll you'll be able to pick up uh, quite quickly where I've uh, where I've headed. So yeah, follow Scott and uh, say hi. And uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for starting. Sales with Aslan in February of 19 in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, well, we've drank a lot of beers. Yes, and a lot of diverse beers. Lots of ales, lots of lagers. Few bourbons. Few bourbons. This was the bourbon. We had a bourbon at Christmas one time. Yes. Uh, maybe that's it. Eh, just a few. Um, but yeah, I mean, get. can I do one last, you know, sort yeah. of? Yeah. All right. So as, as a host, you need to close with, Asking them to download and subscribe. All those things. Yeah, yep. do that. Okay. So get out there, download and subscribe. You want to try it? Go ahead. 
download and subscribe. Yeah, good. And and share and like us on Facebook. Yeah. And and give us comments, but no one really gives us comments. No, I, one, I mean, no I, one says squat. Matt by the way. Caldwell, a couple yeah. people once in a while throw in a thing. Bunch of bull. Bunch of people <laughs> listening for free. Uh, all no. those things. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sales with is going to take a little break. Oh yeah. So it's going to take a little break. Uh, we're going to re not rebrand, but we're just going to kind of reconfigure. Uh, you know, you're going to see Tom Stanfield mm-hmm. as the lead here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom ha- is publishing, has published. I guess has published Unreceptive, a better way to sell, lead, and influence. Uh, you can go to Amazon. We'd love for you to pre-order it. That helps us just get on the list. But yeah. you're welcome to wait until it ships on November 9th. Uh, but those are all good things to do. We're going to connect it to that. We're going to have some guests. Tom's going to be on a lot of other podcasts the next oh, few good. weeks yeah. uh, promoting the book. And so uh, you can Google Tom Stanfill and find out where he is. Uh, and uh, stay tuned. We'll get an announcement out. We'll make sure it's there. You're going to miss a few Fridays, but we'll get it back up when the dust settles. Connected to Unreceptive. I think we're keeping the sales with Aslan name. It's going to be a weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. I'm and glad that will live on. Frost, cold, and, and refreshing. Yep. Frosty, Frosty. Cold, and refreshing. Yep. And all those things. And uh, to you, Mr. Cassidy, thank you for being a uh, good. Thank you for sharing your other-centered selling tips. Mm. Uh, more important, thank you for being an other-centered person, another centered husband, another centered father, and another centered friend. You're a mm. great living example of other-centered. Bittersweet to see you go. Uh, you're not going anywhere. You're going to Dallas, but you'll be back because, well, you'll just be back because Dallas sucks in the summer. Right <laughs> on the school. I have to convince my new boss to let me work here in the summers, although he, he might think I'm fishing with you. So fun. And uh, we're going to check out your new house and all those things. And yeah. uh Thank you. So thank you for, uh, I'm going to let you sign off yeah. on this, uh, but thank you for hosting and thank you for your advice and uh, look forward to having you as a guest in the near future. Well, and uh, I just want to, again, thank everybody at Aslan uh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't name, you know, all of my fellow leaders at the company. It's been great getting to know and working with Tom and Tab and Sean and Sandy. And of course you, Mark, um, and, and, and the whole company uh, has been just a blessing um, and you know, I've really enjoyed the, the three years here and duty calls to the next thing. And uh, I'm excited to go help another company, uh, achieve greatness. And, uh, hopefully I can be a part of something that we build there. And, you know, uh, thankfully due to the interweb, um, these will live on in infamy, these podcasts we've been working on for so long. So even though there won't be any podcasts for the next two months, there are 120 in the bag. So go listen to those and we'll see you in another week on Ales with Aslan. Thank mm-hmm. you.